Welcome to For What It's Worth, a podcast from Raymond James, designed to help you plan, invest, and live smarter. Hi, listeners, and thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Paige Lenson. We're glad to have you with us. You can find this episode and more For What It's Worth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RaymondJames.com. We know that for so many families, having a positive impact with their wealth that goes beyond just immediate loved ones is really important. In today's episode, we'll be talking through some recent data about charitable giving in the U.S., new research from Raymond James about how investors prioritize philanthropy in their wealth transfer planning, and we'll also share a couple tips and reminders as you think about your family's giving plans for the year. Here to share her insights, I'm so pleased to welcome back to For What It's Worth, Nicole Heisler, Director of Charitable Solutions at Raymond James Trust. Nicole, great to be speaking with you again. Thanks for coming. Great to be here, Paige. Thanks so much. Let's look at some of the recent data that we've seen about charitable giving. The Giving USA 2023 report stated that total giving to U.S. charities last year was right at about $500 billion. That's a huge amount, but it was actually a a couple percentage points lower than what we had seen the prior year. And adjusting for inflation, the difference was something more like 10% from the prior year. Can you give us a little bit more context about those numbers? Do you think that reflects, you know, challenging equity markets last year? Do you think we're just coming down from highs during, you know, the height of the pandemic? What have you seen? I think all of those were factors. And, and, We should point out, too, that it's very rare for giving to go down, but we did see it go down and we expect it to go back up. But I think what was going on is that in 2021, it was a huge year for giving. There was so much going on. We had the pandemic. People were very concerned and worried. We had social justice concerns. And so there was so much that outpouring of every one of our donors wanting to give more and more out to their communities was very important to them at that time. And then we move into 2022 and things are getting better and we're not talking about the pandemic as much. So those fears and concerns aren't as great. And then couple that with a declining market. We saw the S&P 500 go down 20%. We saw inflation rise higher than it's been in 40 years. And so when you start feeling that pressure on your portfolio, you're not feeling as wealthy. And so you're not feeling as generous to give back. And you just want to wait it out a little bit. So I think that those were all factors into why we saw that decline. But even with those numbers, to go down only a few percentage points in giving means that they're factors, but people are still going to give anyways, and it's an important topic to be talking about. I wanted to ask you, because that that number is collective of everyone in the United States. Mm-hmm. Among the families that you work with, do you see a, a shift or a change in strategies based on market environments, or do you see more that... For these families, they've made it a priority and it stays a little bit more consistent. It really depends. So are they just getting started with their giving or have they had this plan in place for a while? So a lot of our clients that have set up these charitable accounts years ago, they're not impacted. They're still giving and making grant recommendations out of these charitable vehicles because they can and they've already earmarked those dollars and so they're still going to do it. For those that are just getting started, 
a lot of times giving appreciated assets are very common. And if you don't have appreciated assets in a certain year, you're you're not going to get involved in, in a bigger, major way. So, and I would say in the, the higher net worth space, our wealthiest families, they're not impacted. They're still giving in, in big amounts. And we saw less on our side, less charitable accounts getting opened, but the ones that were being opened were very large because those ultra high net worth families are still giving in a big way. We won't know for sure until the full year's over and we have the total numbers, but have you gotten a sense of the directional trend of giving for 2023 so far? Markets have been a little bit more positive than what we've seen before. Do you expect maybe that total number to increase again? Absolutely. I can already see the trend going up in the right direction. I don't know if it'll hit 2021 highs, but I I definitely see it up from 2022 so far. Mm -hmm. Raymond James conducted a survey of investors, and part of what we were asking about was, attitudes and and priorities around charitable giving as part of a wealth transfer plan. And what we saw in the responses was that most of our survey respondents, 54%, said that having a positive philanthropic impact is important to them when it comes to that wealth transfer plan. And 20% said it was extremely important to them. What are some of the charitable goals and intentions that you hear families expressing when it comes to their wealth plans? I think it has a lot to do with values that they want to pass along in addition to things that they learned in their childhood. You know, their their parents were very giving. And we saw lots of studies that showed if you came from a family that was philanthropic, that gave back, you also were doing the same. So they learned that as just it's just something they do. It's not even a question. It's just something they were brought up to be told was important and they're continuing that. And then because of that, they want to pass that along to their children. So they're doing it in bigger ways and talking about it more with their kids and even earmarking these dollars into these charitable vehicles that force the next generation to take the wealth that they're giving them and give it out to the community. So I think it has, um, it started from the very beginning at home. How do you see families determining that balance between how and what they'd like to give during their lifetime versus looking at some of those vehicles that focus more on what happens when you pass? How, how do they make that decision and how do you see them balancing those options? A lot of people will think, oh, well, I'll just give it. I was actually just having this conversation with an advisor as a large client. A lot of people think about, well, I'll give my money to charity later. And we actually tried to encourage having conversations about clients and the joy that they'll receive from giving now and and encourage them to not just think about it for later. Let's let's give away some now where you can see the reward and feel that reward and benefit. And our clients just love the feeling that they're getting from giving back. But sometimes they're not thinking about that. If they're too worried that they don't have enough saved, they really need to have a conversation with their advisor and say, and where they can show them you're you're good, you're fine. Let's enjoy some giving now and then yes, we can name your charities as beneficiaries in your accounts later, but um I think it it's thought of later. They need to have a better planning conversation about how they can really enjoy it now too. Another response that we saw to this survey, 12% of our investors plan to leave 25% or more of their wealth to charitable causes. 
that feels pretty significant, you know, more than 10% saying they're going to leave a quarter of their wealth to charity. Now, this lines up with something that we saw from the Giving USA report. It was a quote from one of the researchers. They were saying that in the past year, they had maybe lower donor participation, but higher amounts given from those that gave. So a, a sort of smaller percentage that really want to give big. Mm-hmm. In your experience working with donors, where does that intention come from? I think it is just like we were saying before, it's just something they believe in. And so even when things are tight or markets are down, they are not they may be giving less, but they're still giving because that was what was important to them. That's a value that they believe in. So we're going to see swings and we're going to see behaviors change a little bit as their the markets change or things are happening, but People that believe in giving back are still going to continue to give back. And those that have acquired so much wealth feel it even more. They feel, the clients that I talk to feel so grateful for their wealth that they want to share back with their communities. And they want, they know they've been so successful at growing this company or growing these assets that they want to bring that success to their communities and see how they can help build that build that in their community. So it's just something that they feel and are passionate about. And it doesn't always make sense always from a tax perspective or from saving money. It's it's not about that. It is much more about how they feel and their values and their passions for helping others. You and I have spoken before about the giving pledge and really that Mm -hmm. sense that for these donors, it becomes a mission mm-hmm. uh, more than, you know, mm-hmm. a tactic right. to, to give back and give big. Right. And they want their children to see that. And with the giving pledge, it's not just their children. They're telling the world, you know, I've acquired all this wealth and I am publicly pledging to give more than half of my wealth away. And this is why. And they're writing these beautiful letters about why. And they're inspiring others. So we, you know, we we talk about anonymity too at these uh, donor advice centers. You can be anonymous with your giving, and that's really important to some. But but giving and being public about it is also very inspiring, and it does bring more people out to give more too. So I just think it's wonderful what they're doing. They're not doing it in a bragging kind of way. They're trying to inspire more people to give in big ways too. Let's talk about some reminders for our listeners when it comes to their family's giving over the course of the year, and maybe especially a focus on year-end time, which is so popular, Mm -hmm. a time of year for families to be thinking about this. Now, you've shared with me a couple of these reminders, and I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about each one. The first one that you've mentioned here, cash isn't your only option. What do you mean? So most people give in cash, right? When you think about giving, you write a check, you go to an event, you put out your credit card in the bid machine. So that's how people are thinking about giving naturally. But most of your assets are probably not in cash. You have real estate, you have securities, you have private shares of your business. And some of those assets can be even better suggestions for giving as long as you give yourself time. We're talking about timing year end, right? But giving assets that are highly appreciated into these vehicles, you can avoid paying capital gains tax on those assets. Now you're not only getting a receipt for the value of the asset today, but you're avoiding paying additional taxes. So an even bigger bang for your buck when you're giving away to charity. 
Also, um, these, you know, pieces of real estate or any kind of illiquid asset, wonderful things to be giving away for the same reason, avoiding paying the taxes on those capital gains. So thinking through what assets are in your portfolio that make the most sense to give away, that you can talk to your tax advisor about to see where you can get the biggest tax deduction, but also hopefully give even more money away to charity. Your next reminder for our listeners, don't wait till the last minute. What is the last minute and why do we want to avoid it? Last minute, midnight on December 31st. So everybody's thinking about taxes year end. How much money did I make? They want to wait till the very last minute sometimes to figure out what their income is for the year to figure out how much they should give away to maximize their deductions. But as we were talking about, you know, they're... If you're going to give it away last minute, you're putting yourself under stress to figure out which charity am I going to give it to. You can avoid some of that stress by putting it into a vehicle like a donor advice fund that'll let you decide later which charity to give to. But you also need to fill out some paperwork and get those assets moved over. So don't wait till the last minute and and know that you're one of thousands and millions probably that are doing that. And so you're putting a lot of strain on the people in the back office. So try to get it in to give them enough time. If you're thinking about gifting assets from outside institutions into another one, that could take weeks too. If you're talking about gifting real estate or privately held shares, we're talking weeks and they're really good strategies, but you need to give your consultants some time to work through it. So having a plan in advance is advisable. And finally, your last reminder for us, involve the whole family. Why is it important to get the kids involved and how do we do that? Well, as we've been talking about, this is done. We're giving because we care about it. It's important to us. It's a value. It's a core value that you have. And most likely, you are hoping to pass those values on to your children. So you have to show them that you're doing it now by informing them, bringing them to the charity event. Have them sit at the table. Let them see you raise your paddle. Have them come to volunteering events. But Tell them how much money you give to charity. We tell our kids that because we want them to know, yes, mom and dad have done well, but we believe in giving back in a big way, too, so that they understand that that's expected in our family. And we want to pass that on to them to do as well. So um, that's the only way that we're going to continue to give more to our communities and help the whole world be better. We so appreciate your perspective on this topic. We've got one final question for you. For those of our listeners who want to be more strategic with their giving, they want to be more proactive, how should they get started? Talk to your advisor. Uh, Your financial advisor should be able to help you. But really thinking through, what do you want to do with your giving? Are you trying to give now or later? Is it important to you for tax reasons? Is there a certain cause that's important to you? You know, talking with other charitable consultants that can advise you on which charities might be doing the kind of work that is important to you is a great approach. There's these new giving circles popping up all around in local communities where individuals that are just donors that want to give back that have similar interests will get together and talk about which charities they're giving to together. So um, all of those are great ways to get started learning more about what other people are doing and how it might impact what you want to do in the future. Nicole Heisler, Director of Charitable Solutions at Raymond James Trust. Always great speaking with you. Thanks so much for sharing your perspective today. Thanks for having me. 
Listeners, thanks for tuning in. You can find more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RaymondJames.com, so be sure to subscribe. For what it's worth, I'll see you next time. All opinions and information, including any price references or market forecasts, correspond to the recording date listed in this episode's description. Any performance figures noted do not include fees or charges, which would reduce an investor's returns. The information contained in this podcast is not research, nor does it constitute the provision of any investment, financial, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or recommendations to the listener. Raymond James and its financial advisors do not provide tax or legal advice, and you should discuss any tax or legal matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance is not an indication of future results. There is no assurance any investment strategy will be successful. Investing involves risk, and investors may incur a profit or a loss. Investment products are not deposits, not FDIC and CUA insured, not insured by any government agency, not bank guaranteed, subject to risk and may lose value. Copyright 2020 Raymond James & Associates Inc. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPC. Copyright 2020 Raymond James Financial Services Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. Raymond James and Associates, Inc. and Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. are affiliated with Raymond James Trust, N.A.